When in Rome, do as the Romans do, or at least watch what they do. I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marian Winnick reviews two very different books with one thing in common, the city of Rome. Hi, Marian. Hi, Lisa. Most listeners probably associate Jhumpa Lahiri with her Pulitzer-winning story collection, Interpreter of Maladies, or her novel The Namesake, which was made into a movie by Mira Nair. But this brilliant woman has never stopped moving, intellectually or otherwise. In 2012, she relocated from Brooklyn to Rome, became a prolific translator and editor in Italian, and now has written several books in Italian and translated them into English. The latest of these is a book called Roman Stories. As the Kirkus reviewer points out, the stories evoke her new city from the perspective of an outsider looking in, sometimes one character peering into the life of another, or characters staying in houses that belong to other people. The first story, The Boundary, establishes this theme, narrated by a girl whose family rents out a guest house on their property. She watches the renters, listens to them, draws conclusions about them, and later it turns out they are watching right back. In the moving and wonderfully economical The Procession, a couple cannot get settled in the apartment they've rented, the wife particularly agitated by a locked room and a dangerous-looking chandelier. In Well-Lit House, an immigrant couple with five children is hounded from their home by bigots. The wife and kids return to their country, and the man wanders the city homeless. Dark-skinned people in numerous stories are tormented by random acts of cruelty, in several cases by children. The central section of the book, The Steps, is like that game of picking out passers-by and imagining what lives they have. A series of six characters are seen on an ancient staircase of 126 travertine steps in the middle of town. The mother, the widow, the expat wife, the girl, two brothers, the screenwriter. In a recent interview, Lahiri told me that this staircase is immediately adjacent to her apartment building, and this is how she passed the time in quarantine, staring out at the people on the steps. Well, if we all had her imagination, life would be much more interesting. A totally different Roman experience is found in the Helsinki Affair by Anna Petoniak. As the Kirkus Review explains, Amanda Cole is dying of boredom at the sleepy Rome bureau of the CIA when a tip comes in from a Russian bureaucrat on vacation. An American senator will be assassinated the next day in Egypt. The ripple effects of this event will change the lives of both Amanda and her father, Charlie Cole, also a CIA operative. Shortly after Amanda is promoted to the Rome station chief, her father meets with her to give her a stack of papers found in the senator's office that seem to reveal a nefarious scheme involving meme stocks and day traders. And his own name is written on the last page. Petoniak artfully deploys all the tricks and tropes of the spy genre and creates for Amanda a wonderful ally, a 73-year-old CIA superstar named Kath Frost, who had, quote, sniffed out more double agents than anyone in agency history and who shows up in, quote, a linen dress belted at the waist, a chunky turquoise necklace, a pair of red cowboy boots, her gray hair hung long and loose over her shoulders. I loved these characters and hope the author brings them back for a series. The books are Roman Stories by Jumpa Lohiri and The Helsinki Affair by Anna Petoniak. You can find more information about these titles and our podcast at wypr.org or wherever you get your podcasts. At wypr.org, you can find our entire show archive with hundreds of great books to choose from. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marian Winnick. <laughs>